Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, we're doing another episode uh, tonight. We had to talk about Diego Rossi. Obviously, the news, I don't know how to pronounce the name. Fenerbahce. Fenerbahce. Um, I'm going to choose my guest, Defender of the Bank, a.k.a. Scarf. He, he's coming back. So we're here to talk about the news of what happened with Diego Rossi. I think it was surprising to all of us that he was going to be leaving today. Uh, right away, it happened so quick, but it, obviously, as more information started to come out, it was this was in the works. Um you know, it was in the works for quite some time. Um, but yeah, Scarf, how did you take the news of Diego Rossi? Look, I'll be honest. I've said on our podcast, Defenders of the Bank, now for the last five, six, seven episodes that we were on borrowed time, I actually didn't think he would play in the All-Star game for LAFC because I thought he might be moved then. I felt like his name was the most certain that was going to get sold before the deadline, right? He's 23 years old, super talented, coming off of a double golden boot season, young player of the year. I mean, he really took a step forward in 2020 in his development. And I think, and, you know, you can chime in, tell me, let me know how you feel. If not for COVID, he might have been gone last year, right? So a lot of these clubs, unfortunately, were hit really hard financially Mm -hmm. by COVID. And so that gave us an extra year of probably not just Diego Rossi, right? Could be Eduardo Tuesta, could be Brian Rodriguez, could be any number of players at this point. So, I felt like I had already gone through all the stages of grief and mourning and loss <laughs> and all of those because we knew he was going to go, right? And and when you talk about Diego Rossi, you're talking about the player who has played in the second most matches in LAFC history across all competitions, scored the second most goals, has the second most assists. He's the only player in LAFC history to play 10,000 minutes in black and gold. I mean, this is a guy who has not just been there since day one, but has been part of the fabric of everything that we do. So I felt like having a month or two now to kind of process this already happening, it made today a little less shocking for me because we've kind of heard some things. But, man, does it hurt, especially with the season that we've been having and what we're trying to do. Yeah, no, and before I give my take, I want to give a shout-out to a good Juan. Juan, so he actually made these shirts, these L.A. Soccer Hub shirts. So (laughs) shout-out to him. He says, hey, dang, look good in that fly shirt. Where can I get one? If I subscribe to a Patreon, I don't have a Patreon. Look, we keep it free. We keep it free here, man. I want I want everybody to listen to this, whoever, whoever can listen to it. So shout out to Juan. If you guys need, uh, you know, if you need to get some shirts made, definitely hit up a good Juan on Twitter. I believe that is his handle. That's what is popping up right here. Um, but yeah, on the Diego Rossi news, we expected him to leave. And to your point, uh, COVID obviously uh, didn't help his situation or didn't help anybody that was trying to, you know, move to a different club. I think I was really shocked that it happened today, Monday, after all things, um, because obviously things weren't looking good for Diego. Things weren't looking good for Diego Rossi at all this season. He had a slow start. He pretty much struggled all year. He struggled with finishing, um, and which I was very surprised to because the dude's a baller. 
he he can play. Yeah. He's he is so good in tight spaces. And this is what I was telling the the Fernabachi fans. I was like, look, if, if you just scratch the season, this guy this guy's amazing. I I know it doesn't look good and, and anything. I know there's speculation that maybe he wasn't happy with LAFC or he's he was already ready to go. Sure. And I think I think this all kind of proves that he he was ready to go and he'd been wanting to go. And like you said, if you feel like he was on borrowed time, imagine how he felt. You know, yeah. what I'm saying, imagine how how much Diago Rossi was, and he was patient. He didn't he didn't have some of the things that you know what Brian Rodriguez kind of you know forced his way out the first time. You know, so Diego Rossi did it, I guess, the right way. If that if that's if that's even the word for this sure. situation, um, I, I think I, I think to me the only thing is I was a little bit shocked that he was being linked or he went to uh, on loan with the loan with an option to buy. Um, yeah. I know we talked about earlier. The numbers are different, so we don't need to get into number specific until officially officially comes out. Um, but yeah, I, I was surprised because I didn't know about Fernabache. I be honest, I didn't I didn't know about them. Sure. I don't know about their team. But once I got to talk to the, their fans, and the reason I should say uh, I was surprised a team in Turkey was because he was being linked to Everton. He was being linked to Tottenham. He was being linked to Premier, middle table. Premier League teams. I think I don't know if yeah. you were here. I think we, you and I, you might have been on the podcast when we talked about that. And yeah, that, look, that was, teams in, in Serie A as well. Venezia was, yeah, was Serie A, not- like yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. So those were the things that I think I had in mind. But once they had the season, I was like, uh, once he had the type of season, obviously I see. I was like, yeah, I think it kind of went out. But now after talking to the Fenerbahce fans and realizing that, hey, essentially Diego Rossi is going to be their guy. They want they from the fans to talk to him. They want him to play, or he's going to be expected to play the number nine role. And I was honest with them. I was like, he can't play the number nine role. Uh, he's played it at times with LFC in the four, three, three, but yeah. he's, we've only seen him as a striker. And I know in Pena role, he, he played as, as, as a number nine. Um, but I also tell them, I was like, look, if you're expecting him to come right away and, you know, cause they're like, Oh, we need goals. I was like, he can give you goals, but like, it's going to take some time. Any player that comes either leaves the MLS, goes to MLS, they need some time. And the good thing that I learned about it was they, ju- they're just starting their season. Yeah. So down in Turkey, they're just starting the season. So this is like a good thing for Diego Rossi. So he could maybe, I tell him, look, give him about a month to at least get his feet wet. Like, I was like, I don't have never seen any player come into the team and automatically start scoring goals. I'll tell us lots on Mihamovic, but that is well, Christian that is Ramirez does that, but then he doesn't score again, right? He scored Christian Ramirez scores a couple <laughs> goals and then all right, he's done for, for the year. Yeah, but it's like so I, I spoke with them. So but now after understanding to what type of club, understanding where he, where he's gonna fit in and what they expect out of him, I, I think it's gonna be a good fit. Uh Look, what have you I know you looked into Fenerbahce and you looked oh, yeah. I looked them up. What what are your thoughts on the team? Look, the Turkish Super League in general, right? They they're actually ranked higher if you if you look at 538's rankings where they rank pretty much every major club in the world. Every the, the top 3 teams in the Turkish Super League, which Fenerbahce is certainly one of those Galatasaray and Besiktas, they're those are three really good teams around the world. I mean, people know Fenerbahce, Besiktas and uh and Galatasaray if you go back and study world soccer, but if you're just looking at the Turkish Super League this year, we're talking about those three teams are all in the top 102. I think Besiktas is 102. Fenerbahce is 100 and Galatasaray is 97. The, unfortunately, the best team in MLS, NYCFC, according to those rankings, is 110. And then you have New England Revolution at 174 and us at 179 at LAFC. So you've got clubs that are quality. I think you know the thing that you and I were talking about earlier, he is definitely going to be expected to be the guy at mm-hmm. Fenerbahce. But there are some serious, talented players in the Turkish Super League 
We're talking about uh, Badashwahi from uh, from Chelsea. He's on loan there in the Turkish Super League right now. you got Kyle Aaron. Galatasaray is stacked, too. They've got Musleta. They've got Falco. They've got DeAndre Ledin, uh, Yedlin. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, they, they've got Artaturan. I mean, that, there's some really, really good players in the Turkish Super League. It's not just going to be all about developing Diego Rossi, but it really gives Diego Rossi the chance to go out there and be the man. A lot of like exactly what happened with Brian Rodriguez. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for Almeria when Brian Rodriguez was given that opportunity, but with Diego Rossi, who has had much more seasoning than than Brian Rodriguez has had at this level of competition. It, Fenerbahce is one of those teams that they're going to play in Europa League this year, so he's going to get some exposure in the Europa League. That's going to be good. They've won all three of their first matches of the season, but they've done it by not allowing goals. They have a zero. They have zero goals allowed. They've only scored five in their three wins. So they're they're scoring pretty much as much as LAFC has been scoring lately, <laughs> unfortunately. So I think they're bringing Diego Rossi in to get that kick. Uh, they're bringing up their offensive numbers. Fenerbahce is a team that, look, I'm going to have to subscribe to whatever cable subscription yep, gets yep. the Turkey Super League right now because I'll be honest, you and I have probably watched the same number of Fenerbahce games together, that's for sure. But uh, it's going to be fun to follow. Yeah, exactly, right? So it's going to be fun to follow. It's certainly going to follow them during the Europa League and everything that they're doing there too. Yeah, no, I, and I think it's also like the one thing that, right, that, you know, being expect Diego Rossi being expected that to be the guy, the score, I think uh, – that, that, I think that I think that's it could be a little worrisome a little bit sure. because you know you know um, obviously he's had Colozello but he has carried LA he carried LAFC during the MLS's back tournament and during that you know that tough uh, 2020 season with the pandemic. yeah no 2020 so, Golden Boot winner in the season yep. Golden Boot winner in the tournament look the other cool thing is this though Fenerbahce they've been around since 1907 they've never been relegated out of the first tier of the Turkish Super League so they're a team that's always been towards the top they have a stadium that holds and usually sells out 50 thousand people yep, so yep, yep. Diego got to play in front of 22,000 in front of the 3252 it's even going to be another atmosphere over there in Turkey over in Ist I think it's Istanbul is where they play mm -hmm. um, it, it's going to be a really cool atmosphere to see him play in front of 50,000 people and, and a team again they've played over 100 games in the Champions League they played over 100 games in the Europa League this is a seasoned team it's just not a name that most of us would know just just in terms of Look, America has had the English Premier League for forever. We're just now getting to know the uh, all the other top five leagues. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have the Turkish Super League on our cable package yet. Yeah, no. The only thing I will say to that, to me, uh, to me, this is my view. I think it's a little disappointing that he didn't get that he he didn't go because this was LASU's first big transfer, right? For, sure. I thought it was going to be an automatically buy, buyout, but obviously we can count the Brian Rodriguez, but that, I didn't, you know, we'll, we'll count it. But I feel like Diego Rossi, if you, we talked to everybody, I think we're on agreement that we we expected Diego Rossi, Eduardo Twester to go first. Obviously that didn't happen, but we felt like those two were the most seasoned players to yeah. make, the, make the leap and make the jump. But I think from where he was being linked to at the start of the year to obviously, I hundred percent believe this. And I know a lot of people other and social media don't believe that, but, uh, LAFC season and the season that he had definitely hit, hit his hit, hit his uh didn't help his value. Uh, I think it brought down his value. I don't. I find it hard to believe when people are saying it was the pandemic and this and that when clubs around the world are spilling millions and millions of dollars. Uh, obviously, he's not going to go to a PSG or Real Madrid, but there's clubs around the world that have money and they can spend money around the team. So I, I don't buy that when people take that take. And when LAFC is in eleventh place. It, it, it doesn't help. And I'm not sure how much people in Turkey are keeping up, but I mean, you can look at some of the stats and everything like that. But I think 
at the end of the day, this is a great move for Diego Rossi because of everything that I learned after the fact of what Fenerbahce is, what are they doing, and how passionate their fans is. I think, like I said earlier, the only thing is like they're expecting him to come and be the guy right away. And kind of I, the sense I was getting is like they wanted him, they wanted Rossi to put the team on the back. I'm like, dude, he, he's playing with Meso Zio. Like, that's he's 23 <laughs> years old. You know, Meso Zio's right. on his team. I don't think that's. Rossi's uh I don't I don't see that I don't see Diego Rossi doing that in this first year or in this loan um but I was like a way he can do that is is by scoring goals right he can do that by scoring goals and everything like that if he does that I think anybody's going to be more more than more than happy but I think right away if they're expecting oh he's this is the guy this is a guy I think you got to give it some time uh just 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 out of respect of what the season he's had and it's not looked good but I think a new location a new fresh voice a new you can tell he's motivated that is going to help him but i don't think from the get-go if they hey Diego rossi let us get on your back and take us to the promised land right away i think those are way too much too much expectations but look i could be wrong but that's that's just my thought what do you what are your thoughts on that look i think going back to what you were saying earlier too about his uh, the way he's played this season right i think that's all the more reason what john thorrington has talked about since minute one is that we are going to be a seller's club, right? We want to develop young talent, get them to the point where Europe feels ready and that there are clubs that come calling, like you mentioned, all the other clubs that came calling for Diego Rossi. And then we want to move them on in the best interest of their careers. And hopefully while doing that, we can win trophies and we can win titles here for LAFC. And for for me, what I saw, especially maybe the last three, four games or so, is you started to see Diego Rossi maybe, maybe playing a little bit with one foot in Europe, right? It, it was it was a little tough to watch him play. He seemed a little disconnected at times, especially after we brought in Chicho Arango and there was a lot of fanfare around him. And, and then there was that one match where Bob chose to bring Rossi on at halftime instead of starting Diego Rossi. And I felt like that might have ruffled his feathers maybe a little. Oh, look, I'm not in the locker room. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But this is a guy who, like we said, has played in almost more games than any other player in team history. He's logged more minutes than anybody else in team history. He should be a name where you just pencil in the lineup and that's it. Our number nine, Diego Rossi, that's it. And so when that started to maybe not be the case and when he started to play a little worse for wear over his last five, six games or so, I think it's it makes it even more the right time as much as LAFC struggles with that move after the fact now, look, we do still have an incredible starting three as long as Carlos Vela is healthy with Chicho Arango at the nine now and with Brian Rodriguez on the opposite wing who is hopefully after last match starting to finally That's play amazing. like the Brian Rodriguez that we've all been hoping for. So what I'm hoping for is that LAFC is, as long as Carlos stays healthy, not not going to miss a beat with all of this. But, I mean, if you think about all of the memories, all of the the plays that will go down in black and gold history, black and gold lore, from the first goal in team history in the 11th minute against Seattle up in Seattle, all the way through the hat trick that brought us back at the Open Cup when we were dead to rights against Houston, and he scores two goals in stoppage time. The fact that he had a goal and two assists in our win over Carson 5-3 in the playoffs, the golden boot winner for last season and for the COVID Cup, that he had two goals during our Champions League run last year. I mean, there are so many things about this kid that we have come to know and love. A two-time All-Star, a best 11 member, a golden boot winner times two, you name it. He's done it all in this league, except, unfortunately, hoist MLS Cup. And it doesn't look like he's going to be able to do that back with us this year. But I'll say this, black and gold faithful, don't think that he's 100% out the door because 
Fenerbahce still has to buy him at the end of this loan, right? And and unfortunately, we saw how things went with Brian Rodriguez, and Almeria chose not to buy. They chose to ship him back. There, but I think I think Diego Rossi. I feel I feel way more confident. Yeah, um, that, that's there's, the there's, part, there's, right? like, like, let's let's be honest, but like we feel more confident than uh, Brian Rodriguez because sure. of the way it went down. For but sure, I, and, I, and I, we I, want we want Diego. Yeah, yeah, I think Diego's ready. Uh, whether it's a loan or option to buy, and I just want to say shout out to the Fenerbahce fans. We got some from Philly. We got some from California. So yeah, we're definitely talking about Diego Rossi. If you guys have questions or anything, uh, definitely ask away. Uh, but uh, soccer guy brings up a, a great question or a comment. He says, I feel LAFC releasing Diego Rossi isn't a good move for them right now. I think it's yes and no. And I know you may, some of you guys don't like the answer. I think yes, because I think a lot of people uh, potentially were leaving uh, the Diego Rossi table. Uh, I think interest had died down. And uh, I told Fernando Bache, a team that we had not seen. Um, and I know you mentioned uh, the front office. And I think they all. I think uh, John Thornton. I talked about this. He realized that how difficult it is to sell players. It's not as easy to sell players to European teams. And I think when he said that, it kind of kind of just spoke that the interest was dying. It was dying down with Diego Rossi and Duarte Tuesta because no one was coming at the door like they were last year and all these different things. Right when when you're winning and uh, you you're breaking records and stuff like that. But at the same time, I think he alluded to the fact that being in the MLS still has its struggles. Um, sure. And I think I think that's the, I like that he was honest about that because you know I think now now I realize that it's not just going to be uh, uh, England or you know the Premier League uh, the Italian league the Spanish league which I was under the impression was when when I when I first started covering sure. this club but I think now that you know Fenerbahce if he does good out there it's only it's only going to boost everybody uh, every every player maybe Eduardo Twista. You know, maybe Eddie Segura or, yeah. you know, any player that wants to call Brian Rodriguez or whatever. It opens the door to potentially be sold on to, to there. And I think that is one door that finally uh, LAFC has opened up because I felt like the, the Almeria move was, was really forced. And we know that did not end well for Brian Rodriguez. I, I don't know how the relationship is with the LAFC and Almeria, but, you know, seeing him go there, I think I think it will work. But if you're a Fenerbahce fan, give this guy like a month to get acclimated because he's I don't believe – I, I hope he proves me wrong, but I don't believe him coming right out the gate right away. I think he's just got to get acclimated. But I think this move re- is really good for uh, Diego Rossi. It's unfortunate for LAFC because of what they're going through, uh, you know, the struggles they're going through. And on top of they're not just going to miss Diego Rossi now. It's four international players yep. and potential Carlos Zello. So they're potentially going to be out with six players for Friday, six starters for Friday's game. Yeah. That's why it's not good for LAFC. What What are your well, thoughts? I, I totally agree with so- was soccer guy or what was what his name was there, but yeah. uh, it's awful for LAFC right now in terms of on the pitch, right? But if we at LAFC are going to, like you mentioned, open that pipeline, if we're going to start the moves to Europe in some way, shape, or form, I mean, look at FC Dallas, right? I feel like every other week I'm reading about another FC Dallas academy player or an FC Dallas first-teamer who is going overseas and playing somewhere, they have established a pipeline. If John Thorrington wants to be the seller's club that he has talked about from minute one to develop all of this talent, we got to start selling, right? And unfortunately, yeah. it's a loan. That's the thing. That's that's the thing. I think I think that's right. the biggest thing with. That. I thought it was. Right. I thought this was a sell-on, and then like, no, it's a loan option. I think. Yeah. That is that that doesn't make you happy, you know, if you're an LAFC fan, because it's like when when like you still got to wait to get that money right you still got to wait to get that money until 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 april and i think that is what is so difficult and a little bit disappointing because if you want to be a sell-on club 
doing loans don't really doing loans with an option to buy don't make you a selling club just yet. Right. Right. No, look, I I totally agree. I think in terms of on the pitch for all the reasons that you just mentioned, but also more for just what it means to have Diego Rossi suited up for your club Mm -hmm. and how much better that makes you, whether he's playing well or not, you know what, he can still be Diego Rossi at any given moment. Right. So for us, it takes uh, so much away from our attack. If now we also don't have anybody to replace him because everybody's going out on international duty. And it's not like we're playing the Chicago Fire or FC Cincinnati. We are playing Sporting Kansas City, one of the better teams in Major League Soccer, who, mm-hmm. by the way, will also be without some guys. They could be without Pulido and Shalouis and a couple of others. But I just feel like it. what makes it tougher, right, is our offense played yeah. their best match of best the season game, best game. just a couple of days ago, right? Yeah. So – Here we are two days removed from our offense waking up and being the offense that we have been looking for, albeit without not a lot of help from Diego Rossi in that match. But isn't it nice to say that our offense played that well without getting that help from Diego Rossi? Now that we feel like we've woken things up to give – to have Diego Rossi not be in that lineup with us is going to make it all the more tougher over these last, what, 12, 13 games of the season. Yeah. I want to get it quickly to a question here. It says, manager of the Fenerbahce likes the players to run 90 minutes. I don't know how Diego will respond. He doesn't defend. Does he, it says, does he defend much? Oh, you don't have to worry about Diego Rossi playing 90 minutes. He, he is a solid player. Uh, he run up and down the pitch. Um, him playing 90 minutes, this guy can play 120 minutes. His shape yeah. is amazing. His speed, he just doesn't stop. You don't have to – and him playing defense, that's not going to be a problem for him. He can run up and down the pitch. That was never a problem with him, even when he was struggling this season. It was just uh, – his struggles weren't that. He had the shots, but the finishing, he wasn't as clinical uh, this year. Ku uh, – I'm not even going to try the name, but he says, could you please <laughs> explain us a bit more of his abilities? Is he a winger or a striker? I'm going to say this. He's a, he played as a winger. He was excellent as a winger. And at times he played as a false number nine because they played on the 4-3-3. But I, I think he excels more as a winger because that's where he played with LFC for the last four years consistently, and that's where he was more effective. But he can play the striker role. I think if Fenerbahce figures out a way to have him play more as a winger, I think he's going to succeed a lot more right away. Your thoughts? Look, I'll say this. Diego Rossi is a, is a shooter. Right. Like, is Steph Curry a point guard or is he a shooting guard? No, he's, he's just a shooter. Right. Mm-hmm. Diego Rossi, you're talking about a guy that even though his numbers were down this season in MLS, he still took the fourth most shots and had the ninth most on target. Right. This guy is a shooter and a shooter shoot. In my opinion, he's he hasn't played the nine with us for four years. Right. So so I don't know. I, I have to go back to his tape, I guess, with Penarol and see how he played the nine with them. Yeah. All I know is Diego Rossi is more of a winger. Right. So. It will be interesting to see if you surround him with different talent because it's hard for me to say that Fenerbahce would have two more talented players if they're running a 4-3-3 than a guy like Chicho Arango or Brian Rodriguez or certainly Carlos Vela. We know they don't have that because what they're bringing him for is to be the guy, right? But so, I think they I think they do have a mezzo zeal, and I think yeah. someone else was talking about. But I think yep. I think Chicho Arango is amazing. I think he, he's going to do well with LAC, but they, they weren't uh, – they weren't – it's, it was a, it was a line of no it things hadn't gelled on. yet. They hadn't gelled yet. That's the word. And I think him going there, obviously, they're going to need him. But I think if they find a way, they find where to give Rossi the ball in the winger. He can go one on one. He's fast. He's very fast, and he's so good in tight spaces. So good, especially inside the box. He's really good. Um, and that's what we've seen from uh, LA. I've seen. I think he, he will continue that. 
Um, you know, and uh, we got Price someone. Is more of a winger, though. Winger, 100, 100. Um, sure. It says when will uh, Diego's Rossi contract end with LAFC? I th- I don't know when his contract, but th- there's reports that n- until next April uh, is when the loan ends. Next April, uh, 2022 is when the loan ends. Um, quickly, Chris says, well, who are the four being called up for the World Cup? So it's Sifu, uh, Kim Wan, Chiki Palacios, and obviously Brian Rodriguez. Uh, let's get into a couple more questions here. Uh, can you give me some info about his injuries? Uh, he had an injury before the, to the start of the season, but I, I don't recall. It was an ankle. Nothing. It was nothing too serious. He's, it was nothing crazy. He's only missed four matches due to injury for his yeah. entire career, and I think all four of them were hamstring related, if I remember correctly. So uh, something like that. It was. It was nothing crazy. It was. I think it was. No, he, when he's when he's there, he plays. I mean, yeah. he. Again, we're talking about a guy who's played the most minutes in club history in our first four years. A guy who's averaging just about 2,500 minutes a season in a 34-game season. So, I mean, he's doing everything he has to do for a club. And I think what we've started to see more now is that Uruguay is taking more of a look at him and possibly a striker or a striker off the bench role. So he's starting to get more minutes maybe with the national team. He's starting to be pulled a little bit more in a couple different directions. He's had Champions League experience now. He's had, obviously, Open Cup experience. He's had playoff mm-hmm. experience. He's had, you know, all the different experience that we could give him in Major League Soccer he's already had. But from what I remember, it's been mostly hamstring stuff that, again, he's only missed four matches due to injury, I believe, in, in his entire four years here. And he missed another one due to having a quarantine after coming back yeah, uh, for COVID. We don't, we don't need to count that. He says it right. looks like he uses both of his foot. Is he, is he, his right foot is stronger though? Yeah. But like he, yeah. he can go either way. He can go either way. Uh, he, he can make it happen. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't be too worried about that. Uh, Elbow says, should I see feel that designated spot left by Rossi or start using their young talent? I'm going to say it's going to be tough. If you try to bring a DP in now, which you, I would assume would be an international player, then you got to do paperwork. You got to do all the visa process. I just don't think it makes sense because after all that's done, unless they bring in, they announce someone tomorrow or something like that. Yeah. But I don't, I don't really see it happening. I think those chances are really, really slim that they bring up another DP player because they, one, they didn't do it. And Brian Rodriguez was also alone. So I don't really see that. What, about, what are your thoughts? Well, and the window closes. Tomorrow, a couple of days. tomorrow is it? And yeah, it's tomorrow. Yeah, and, point. And, and I believe MLS teams now can only bring in players that are currently out of contract somewhere. So I don't know how many players are currently out of contract that are more talented than a Diego Rossi right now. So I don't mm-hmm. think LAFC is going to be able to fill that roster spot at, at all right now. I think they might bring up, you know, maybe we'll see a little bit more of Christian Torres, which I think would be great. Um, but we'll see, you know, I, I, I've been hoping to see more of Christian Torres this season. Danny yep. Masovsky hopefully is healthy. Danny Masovsky, yep. A Poku, I want to see what happens with Poku. Yeah, we, well, a Poku's been hurt all season. He's not coming back anytime soon. But we'll, we'll see what happens with Cal Jennings. You know, these are guys that, I mean, look, as I'm saying that, as much as I love Christian Torres, as much as I want to see Musovsky and Cal Jennings, to say that that's who we're going to replace Diego Rossi with, look, that's kind of unfair, right? Because if everybody's yeah, yeah, healthy yeah. – if everybody's healthy, our starting front three are Brian Rodriguez, Chicho Arango, and Carlos Vela. The problem is, is that not everybody has been healthy for our entire season. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, Chris says Rodriguez and Palacios are two listed. Uh, I know for a fact Sifu confirmed on the last press call that he was flying after the LA Galaxy game to yeah. Ecuador. And I'm pretty sure uh, Kim Mumon is going, but I can uh, double check if uh, – I'm pretty sure he's going unless he picked up an injury against the Galaxy game. Um, but I'm pretty sure he's going. Uh, it says uh, Fernabache has Mezzo Ozil, Enter Valencia from Ecuador, yep. Captain Spain. Okay. 
Uh, says, thank you. If I was a twister, I'd be getting nervous after seeing Ross's move. This can't be what they're expecting. Uh, a fair point. I don't think that's what I was expecting. Um, you know, to be honest with you, I, I like I said, it was, I think it was England. But I get, then again, you have to see how it goes for Diego Rossi. Because this, this, because uh, one of the Fenerbahce fans on the spaces was saying, he's saying that they're also a selling club. Fenerbahce is a selling club. Yeah. So if this works out for Rossi, he's going to have to prove his time there. And then he could potentially get sold on uh, to another mid-tier, higher tier. So I think this may be, may, this may be LAFC's route or, you know, Eduardo Twister's route is unfortunately to get sold on to a, a club that's a sell-on club in Europe. And that has a connection, then that people can see you there. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts about this comment? Well, well, look, you, you have to believe that whatever deal they're making with Federbache right now requires some sort of percentage on the next deal, right? I mean, we see uh, that. You, time you, time you would again. assume you would assume it's like I, at least twenty percent sell on clause. It's, it's something, right? Something, something, yeah. But but I'll also say this: look at all of Major League Soccer right now. There isn't this mass exodus like a lot of people thought there would be, right? Like Miles Robinson is still in Atlanta. Everybody was talking about him. You got all the big name players. Ezekiel Barco is still in Atlanta. Everybody was talking about him. You've got a lot of players that have were supposed to have been sold on by now. And again, I know you kind of disagree with this, this statement a little bit, but I believe COVID has hit most top tier clubs in the world. It hasn't hit a lot of the Premier League teams because they're actually run a little bit better. They've got a little bit yes, deeper but, pockets. But a lot of a lot of uh, Brendan Aronson. There's been a lot of players that have left to great. Yeah, but clubs. you have to remember that's that's that Red Bull pipeline, right? With Salzburg. But, the, but I don't. I look. The only reason I just don't like the argument sure. is because, if I can be honest, is because teams are still going to buy. It's still teams, regardless. There's still money out there. It's sure. not like the money vanished just because. Uh, you know, just because COVID, I understand the 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 things of COVID. I understand, but it's yeah, we're not talking about a thirty million dollar player. We're not talking about fifty million dollar t- player. We are talking about a player that uh, at one time was above fifteen million dollars, and that's what we thought. But the numbers that we keep seeing, and I keep seeing, is seven million, six million euros. That's what uh, I think. There's someone up here. He kept saying that the Turkish media keeps saying that it, it's six million, seven, six million euros, which right. just equates. All right, here this comment says about approximately seven million dollars. That's half of what he expected. Now, transfer market is transfer market, but they have them at nineteen million dollars. Sure, I knew that never was a case. Maybe at the start of the year, I was like, okay, if you get 18, 16, that is nice. But to have that number cut in half, uh, it, 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 and I, I just can't blame COVID for that. I just can't. I when the yeah, team, if, to, if, look, if, look if, at, if, let me just say this: if if, yeah. if if LAFC was doing good and Diego Rossi was doing good, sure. I and then they say then then they sell him on for seven million. I think that's a stronger case as well. But I, I just don't see it that way. But I want to hear what you have to say. Well, look, it all comes back to some of the other rumors that we've heard before, right? Like Vasco da Gama, for example. There was that. Oh, whole that, rumor. that was not going to happen. But, that but, was but, okay. happen. but there was that whole rumor where they were going to bring in Latif Blessing, right? Yeah, but there was, if, if they if they the reason I know in, that though, I talked to uh, I know I have a friend that's a reporter sure. in Brazil, but he's like they don't have money. No, no, he no. He told no, me no. That, he told me that. But but if you look at a club like Vasco da Gama, which is one of the better clubs in Brazil. That bringing on a player like Latif Blessing would have broken their all-time biggest transfer in, in their club's history. 
So when we say that there's money out there, I think we have to be careful with assuming that all clubs have the the plush pockets of the Premiership. No, no, think, no, 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 no. Well, but not a Brazilian club. That's you can't look. You can't compare a Brazilian cup but, to but let's look at to the top tier to the top tier right now. Yeah, but come on, they're, they're going in debt. That's a whole right. other discussion. But like. No, like, look, we can agree to disagree, but I, sure. I just don't, I just don't, I just don't really buy that because of what I've seen other MLS players go for. Look, if Daryl DK goes for $15, 20000000 million, your argument's not going to be as strong, unfortunately. Well, but I, I think, unfortunately, for Diego Rossi, Daryl DK has outplayed Diego Rossi considerably over these last 18 months. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. No, no, 100%. But no, look, I, I like to hear what you say, and that does, that does not bother me at all. Uh, uh, Kubo says, brings up a great uh, comparison here. He said, can you compare Pavone and Rossi? Pavone was our transfer goal just a season before. Uh, Pavone is an amazing, amazing player. He's another baller. Uh, it's so hard for me. It was so hard. Uh, honestly, it's like, it's like one, it's like one, a one B, um, last year. I don't know how Pavone's played with Voca juniors. I don't know if he's still kept this form, but last year, 2020 to me, Pavone and Rossi were the, with the, were the two best players. Obviously I'm going to be sure. biased because I covered the, the galaxy and LAFC, but they were the two best players, but Rossi was more clinical. Rossi was with the better team. So last season, I would give the edge uh, to Rossi because of those things. Pavone, unfortunately, was playing for uh, a poor Galaxy team, and he was the only team that played 90 minutes. Um, they're very different, but at the same time, very similar. Pavone's a bigger body. Um, Pavone can uh, dribble the dribble the ball past defenders, so can Diego Rossi. Pavone's just a little bit bigger. Uh, I would say um, he has more experience. Pavone's played in a World, World Cup, um, but you can't go wrong. The only thing is, I don't know how Pavone is playing this year with Boca Juniors. Um, yeah, but, so I mean, last year, back and forth, it's one A, one B for me. Sure. Look, the other thing you have to remember about Pavone is he had those those charges, those allegations that were brought well, up against playing, him. We we talk, we here playing wise. We're not we're not talking about. No, 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 no. But here's what I will say. He has not been the same player since. He's played in 11 matches over with Boca Juniors, has not scored a goal, has not registered an assist. That really took him down a notch in both his his confidence and the way that he's played. Because well, let's compare. Let's compare last season because I have no. If we compare sure, Rossi but, of Rossi and Pavone last season, no. But I've been following Pavone because that so, guy. Okay, so, okay. Oh yeah. Is, in, in is, so with Pavone's struggles this season and yes. Rossi struggles this season because you're saying Pavone has not looked good. Who no, has looked better? Well. Who, who has looked better? Well, I mean, Rossi has looked better in that I don't believe he has regressed nearly as far as Christian mm. Pavone has. Christian Pavone has played 11 matches with Boca Juniors, has not scored a goal, has not registered an assist, and has not looked good. You are absolutely right, Gio. I know you feel like you're biased because you cover those two teams, but Christian Pavone was the most exciting player that I saw us play all year yeah. as an LAFC fan. Uh, Christian Pavone is an incredible talent on a soccer pitch. This season, though, he's playing a lot more like Brian Rodriguez was before last game where mm -hmm. you see all the talent, but it's not translating to anything that goes on the back of his top soccer card or whatever it might be. Christian mm -hmm. Pavone has really come down a peg. And, and look, I know you want to just talk soccer, but a lot of it has to do with the fact that Carson swept them out of there pretty quickly after those allegations came up, and I think no, no, really no, no, they didn't. They they held on to them. They, they 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 held on to those conversations to the final minute. Right. I trust me because I I I know that for a for a fact. I got the I got the information. They they held on as long as it could to the start of the season, and then they switched to Cabral. Yeah. But yeah, that those allegations it, it, it doesn't help any player. Sure. Um, but like, and I think it hurt him quite a bit. 
Yeah, it does. Look, I don't think it's going to help anybody. Let's talk about, okay, he says, hey, I'm in Ferner. I'm a Ferner fan, lives in U.S. Do you think Diego Rossi has what it takes him 100% without it, without a doubt? Even with the struggles he's had this year, he's 23 years old. I think it may just be a bad season, could be a bad team, but 23 years old, future right ahead. He's seasoned. He's played in the league. He's carried a team at times. Unfortunately, it's just been a bad season so far for him, and I think it could change. Your thoughts? I, my my only thought, and we talked about this a little bit, and I'll bring it up just to kind of talk about the elephant in the room a little bit. Diego Rossi is half Armenian, and the Turkish fans and the Armenian fans have generally not gotten along well with each other, both on the soccer pitch and off. As a 23-year-old who doesn't have experience in Europe yet, going into that with fans knowing he's half Armenian, I'm not saying that they should that that should affect the way that they care about a player that plays for their team. But, <laughs> I, don't, I hope not. But it does. To me, he's, I, a, to me he's Uruguayan. I know his mom or totally whatever I find out. Totally understand. However, I think that's going to be something to look at in terms of the, the Fenerbahce fans, the supporters of that club, and how that might affect his perception on the team, especially if, Gio, if you want them to wait a month, right? If it's going to take him a month to warm up, maybe they're going to give him a little bit less time because of that. It's unfortunate that I have to even say that or think that. Look, seen- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they go. If uh, I don't want to bring a race into a conversation, but I hope that's not the issue. I, I'm, I'm, I'm right that. there with you. Oh, Gio, we we both want to live in a world where we hope that's not the case, right? But, but- look, this guy, I think he's going to succeed, though. I, I hope that's not the issue, but I really do. I really he's do. He's going to do everything on the pitch, and he's going to work as hard as he possibly can so that he can succeed. That's for sure. Uh, Elbow says, "Damn, Gio, uh, scra- uh, scarf is hitting him." <laughs> no, scarf is amazing. <laughs> this dude is a cool. We're no, good. we talk enough. He knows him. Uh, yeah, yeah, he says. I wish, soccer guys, I wish Pavone was still with the Galaxy. I know, I know. We don't have to get in that conversation. He says, great, great conversation. I don't think I enjoy people talk about US, uh, soccer uh, soccer in the U.S. Uh, he says, I'm I don't think I enjoy. Something. I'm glad, glad you found, found something. We, we, hey, look, you got two guys that know a little bit or try to try to pretend that they know. Um, <laughs> it says, Ferner plays a 3-4-2-1 with narrows inside attackers. Which position would you use him on the pitch? I would put him in the two. If you have one striker, I would I would put Rossi at the two. I would yeah. one of the yeah, I would put him at the two. I wouldn't put him on a striker. I feel like um, if you want him to be the guy, I think he needs to get his feet wet. Put him at the two. That's where he'll excel. You want to see success right away? Put him at the two. If that's your guys' information. And, and Turkish Super League a little more physical than mm-hmm. MLS is on a regular basis. So I think that putting him at the head of that diamond there might not be the best thing for him. Yeah. So I agree. Put him on one of the wings. He can score with either foot. He can come from either side. You got plenty of options. Thank you. Here we go. Tolga, he's going to answer your question. He said, hey, buddy, Turkish fans and Armenian fans are okay with each other. Politicians are not okay. <laughs> I, look, I, I hope, I hope you're that. right, my man. I'm with you, buddy. Yeah. Um, he said, no worries about being uh, his being an Armenian. We have Greek players who are quite happy with the team. Okay. okay. That ends that conversation. Um, let's see what this says. May, well, maybe he'll be a bride between a bridge. <laughs> a bridge between Armenia and Turkey. We always have problem with Greece, but we have a great Greek player. <laughs> All right. Uh, here uh, says his contribution for the club is the only thing that matters. Not his I, I agree. I hope Amen. that's the case. Scarf, hold on, hold on. Scarf, can you read this one out loud? Yes. His contribution for the club is the only thing that matters, not his nationality. I agree. <laughs> I hope that's okay. the case. Okay. There we go. There we go. Uh, we got another one. Hey, everybody. I'm a Fernabache fan. Do you know how much Fernabache 
I pay LAFC. We'll pay LAFC. The numbers are being out there. Uh, that that uh, that's being reported from a Turkish uh, media that I that I that I saw was six million euros. That's a lot. It's a loan with an option to buy. The option ends in April, but it's it's being it's being said six million dollars, and I keep saying that everywhere. Um, so that's about seven million uh, US above seven million US dollars. So right. that that's that's where it is. So um, it says time to get a Fernabache jersey, guys. Look, I I am down. I uh, look, I I I don't really want. I can't rock any LAFC or Galaxy jerseys because I'll get butchered and killed. But um, <laughs> I rock. Uh, I got a bunch of jerseys from all the world. Oh, I got a Liverpool one. I got a PSG. I just rock jerseys because they're cool. And I got a couple MLS All Star Game jerseys as well. Um, current form, any issues? I think current form. He's not looked good this year. He's really struggled. But this, I think, this move will help him. Uh, Scarf. Yeah, no, I mean, we've talked about it a bunch of times now, right? Yeah, his uh, current form hasn't been great, but I just looked up their jerseys, by the way. Guess what? They kind of look like Penarol jerseys, so he might fit in right at home. They look hey, pretty similar. So that could be good. Now, no no injuries to speak of. He uh, He's healthy. Hopefully, he'll pass his medical tomorrow. He'll be able to get into training with the team. He might have to quarantine, right, for a little bit, but that might be yeah. the only thing that keeps him from jumping right in. Yeah, it says how long will LAFC lose players? I think they're only going to lose players for one game because there's about a like a gap from LAFC's Friday game to the next game. So I think they're only going to miss one game unless injuries or something like that happen. Because I, yeah. I looked at the schedule, there's only like there's they, some t- some international teams play the second, some play and then they play their final game on the eighth. So they're only going to miss one game because LAFC doesn't play again till September fifteenth after. Well, no, uh, we, play, we play the 12th. We play Real Salt Oh, the 12th? Week. Is it the 12th? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the Thanks. only thing that I've heard is that when depending on where certain players are coming back from, they might have to quarantine oh, yeah, 12th, 12th. for a certain amount of time. So they oh, might miss that game against RSL on the 12th. So it's all about the quarantine time and how quickly we can get these guys back. I completely forgot about the quarantine. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, uh, is he blending good with team? Oh, is he blending good with team? Amazing. Dude's amazing. Uh, he's amazing. He, he'll get along with Timmy. Fans, you guys are going to love him. We have our own song for Diego Rossi. It took all of oh, one yeah. game for us to get a song about Diego Rossi. So, Yeah. Well, cool. He said, send me email and I'll send you guys uh, Diego's, jer- uh, Diego's uh, jersey. Hey, look. Send a, send me a DM uh, LA Soccer Hub on Instagram or what is your G- uh, what is your e- Gmail? Um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm willing to pay. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, San Diego de Dogum, uh at Defenders of the Bank. You can uh, can see my name here. At me there too. I, I'll I'll hit you up on yeah. that. Yeah, I, I like Soccer do, Hub. Do, like, they, on- do they make them in scarf size though? I need like a <laughs> I need a two X. Yeah, big so so him. You can hit me up on Twitter, Instagram at Joe Garcia uh, LA or LA Soccer Hub. DM me. Um, and yeah, that could be it. Look, I think that's it. I think look, we talked about it for almost an hour. Um, yeah. I think, look, I think at the end of the day, it's a good move. It's a good move for Diego Rossi. I think it's going to be tough for LAFC because of all the stuff that they're going through. Um, but, look, if, they, if they're able to come on top and, and, you know, it works out for Diego Rossi, then it opens up the door for other LAFC players to potentially go to Fernabache. And we can be watching a lot more Fernabache teams uh, moving forward. Uh, final thoughts, Scarf? Final thought is this. After the MLS season is over, if that Turkish Super League is still going on, come join us for a Fenerbahce watch party. I mean, why not? We'll support Diego Rossi no matter what kit he's wearing, as long as it's not the Herbalife sash from the Team 13 miles down the road. (laughs) I'm uh, super excited to see what our our first player 
and, and he's not really our first player, right? Because we have Christian Ramirez over in Aberdeen, but whatever. But but our first player who is going to get some some Europa League experience, some real first team experience for a quality club in Europe. As an LAFC supporter, I'm really happy for him. Kind of bummed for our club this year. Yeah. Last thing here, Chris says, are we going to talk about selling Vela? Well, that's a whole nother hour. But Vela is not being sold. He's a, he's a, he's on a contract year, so you can't sell him. I mean, you can, but you can't. He's on a right. contract year, so I don't know if that's going to happen. But no, thank you guys. Thank you for all the Fenerbahce fans that tune in. Um, if you guys need any more insight or anything like that, and I, yeah, I'm definitely down to have a Vela episode. Um, you know, it's, it's struggle, and I was I was very surprised how vocal he was on Tune. Uh, through the NA on uh, All-Star Game. But, yeah, I think I think that would probably be the next podcast uh, to talk individually about a player. But, look, this was amazing. For Nobachi fans, thank you guys for tuning in. If you guys have any more questions, DM me or the Scarves. That's going to wrap things up. Bye, everybody. Bye.